you know, now more than ever with people with COVID and people being at home, they want to beautify their environments with art, right? They are looking to, you know, invest in things that bring them joy. There are more people looking for what you have to offer, but they are not going to know that you exist unless you find ways to proactively put yourself out there. I just encourage people to really think about, you know, maybe where they're holding themselves back and like think about the small steps that they can take to start being more seen. It's the Inspiration Place podcast with artist Miriam Shulman. Welcome to the Inspiration Place podcast, an art world insider podcast for artists by an artist, where each week we go behind the scenes to uncover the perspiration and inspiration behind the art. And now, your host, Miriam Shulman. Well, hello, passion makers. This is Miriam Shulman, Chief Inspiration Officer and your host. You're listening to episode number 132 of the Inspiration Place podcast. I'm so grateful that you're here. Today, we're talking all about publicity for artists, even if you're a shy or introverted artist. In this episode, you'll discover how to overcome your own fears of visibility, why publicity is so important for artists, and you'll learn three tips that will increase your courage muscle to get you and your art the exposure it deserves. And finally, stay all the way until the end because we're going to share how you can win a free trip to Puerto Rico, one of my favorite places. Before I bring on today's guest, if I asked you, would you rather be a well-paid artist or a well-known artist, what would you say? Well, the real answer is you can have both. In fact, becoming well-known is a great shortcut to becoming well-paid. But a lot of artists struggle especially with visibility, if you're an introvert like me, also tip my guest today, which means that your artwork is not getting the traction that you want. What you may not realize is publicity isn't about being famous for the sake of being famous. It's about getting your message and your art out there. You absolutely can be well-known and well-paid, and most importantly, still stay true to your values. Now, the best person to learn this from is today's guest. I'm going to introduce her in a moment, but I wanted to make sure you knew before we dive in today's episode that she has just released her free video series, Impacting Millions. And here's what you learn if you sign up for this series. She's spilling the secrets to getting featured in the media, and you'll discover her seven-step action plan to start getting publicity right now. You'll be able to swipe her list of 200 publications for the ultimate in exposure for you and your art. And you'll explore a year's worth of story ideas, hooks and angles to get yourself into the media with her free guide. Plus, if you watch all three videos, answer a few quick questions, you'll be eligible to win a paid trip to Puerto Rico and stay in the Caribbean's sexiest hotel. And during this trip, you'll get private coaching with Selena 
and a select group of influencers. I'm pretty sure yesterday's guest, John Lee Dumas, is one of them since he lives in Puerto Rico and is one of Selena's friends. And if you win, that means I'll get to join you too. So here's vibrating on you winning this trip. Now, this will only be available for a short time. So if you're listening to this when it goes live, make sure you head on over to shulmanart.com forward slash publicity. Today's guest is a publicity and marketing strategist for visionary entrepreneurs, artists, and authors who want to reach millions with their message. She's helped clients and students get featured in places like O, The Oprah Magazine, Forbes, Inc., and land interviews on popular podcasts and national TV. Many of her clients have become industry leaders with six and seven figure businesses, raving fan bases, and hundreds of thousands of followers. Her signature approach comes down to building powerful and long lasting relationships with influencers and the media in a thoughtful, authentic way. Please welcome to the inspiration place, Selena Sue. Well, hey, Selena, welcome to the show. Hey, Miriam. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so glad that you're here. I'm trying to remember the last time we met in person. I probably dragged you to a vegetarian restaurant. So. Yeah, I was trying to remember the name of the place. It was somewhere where we had vegan brunch. I think yes. it was Ninth Avenue. Oh, Blossom. Blossom. Yeah, I, I love and, and miss that place as soon as... Oh, they, they might actually be open, probably eating on the sidewalk, but mm-hmm. I haven't been there. But now you're in beautiful Puerto Rico. How far are you from San Juan? I'm about an hour away. Is that more inland or? Southeast from San Juan. That's nice. I mean, my favorite dish there is not a vegan dish. It's like the tre leche cake. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I love stuff like that. Very decadent. All right. So the reason I invited you here today is because my artists are always asking me how to get more exposure for their art. And I know that publicity is one of the best ways to get there. The other reason I thought it would be super valuable to talk to you, Selena, is because so many artists, they say they want publicity, but they hold themselves back because of their own fears of vulnerability or because they're introverted or they're shy. And actually, both you and I are introverts. Yes. So are people surprised to hear that you're an introvert? They are. And also, you know, there's an aspect of my personality that's very much a go-getter. You know, I have like these big dreams and I'll, you know, pursue them. But I think there's a difference between, you know, being a go-getter and being an introvert. But that being said, I, I have had my own special set of challenges with being in the spotlight, just because it's not a place where, you know, is natural for me. I'm more about putting the attention on other people or my work versus like, you know, opening up or sharing my personal story. And it's something that I've had to like refine over time. So people will say, oh my gosh, you're such a natural, but I was definitely not like this on day one. That's so interesting. People are surprised to hear that I'm an introvert too, and they don't even believe me, but it's very easy for me to be famous from the comfort of my home. Right. You yeah. Know, it's like, that's why podcasting is perfect. Like I don't have to leave my house and there's no, there's no real people around me. I can just control the situation completely where I feel when I get more shy or I feel my int- more introverted side coming out is in 
big group situations. Then I'll be the girl who finds just one person in the, in the corner of the party to talk to because I prefer that one-on-one rather than working a crowd. That part always feels uncomfortable to me. Yeah, I'm exactly the same. Or I like to be the host of the event, which yes. people because then you control who's in the room. And there's a reason why everyone, you know, wants to come up and say thank you and all of that. But yeah, either I like to be in charge and in control, or I'll be like the person in the corner with the punch. <laughs> right. I'm exactly the same way. Yeah, I like controlling the room and then the seating plan. And God forbid, even though I've controlled that, if somebody comes in and they want to switch it around, like, okay, she's, like, <laughs> she's not invited back again. You know, like, <laughs> how dare you screw with my seating plan that I spent all night working? Right. Okay. So we're here to talk about publicity, but can you define what that means first before we, we dive in? Yeah, absolutely. Because I feel like the term is used so loosely that people don't really understand what it means. But publicity is really about getting your work amplified so that more people know about it. Because it's one thing for you to tell everyone, hey, I'm the best at what I do, but you want to have media outlets. So that could be, you know, anything from traditional media, you know, newspapers, magazines, TV to the new media like podcasts or influencers that have audiences and different ways to share things with them. Like maybe they've got virtual stages and so forth. And they're really spreading your message. They're just built an audience that trusts that media outlet or that influencer. And I just think that, you know, for all of us, it's really important for other people to be talking about our work versus just us and to really get that stamp of credibility. Oh, 100%. In fact, I had a guest on recently and we were talking about how in the musician space, you know, music is all about sound. However, it's all about when you want to rise the ranks as, as a musician or as a rock star, whatever genre it is, it's all about the look. It's yeah. all about the look of the musician. And with artists, with visual artists, which is a visual medium, it's actually all about the buzz. It's all about right. the buzz that gets created. So the best way to generate buzz is through these kinds of publicity, and they don't even have to be huge outlets for it to be effective. No, absolutely. I mean, if someone, if you have a website or anything online that brands yourself, just even people seeing any kind of media logo, right, establishes you as an expert. And I definitely feel like in the art world, a lot of it is about, well, like you said, the buzz, but not just the art piece itself, but also who is the creator of the art. Mm-hmm. So publicity is one of the fastest ways to really build and elevate your brand. And it's establish that credibility. Why do you feel it's so important for artists to use publicity to build their brand rather than, I know I hear from a lot of artists who believe that they need to get there through building a social media platform. What is your opinion on that, doing publicity over working on building social media? I mean, I think that these things go together. So I'm never one to say don't do something, but that doesn't, you know, change the fact that I think publicity is absolutely essential right? In terms of, you know, positioning yourself as a leader, right? And creating that desire. There's something that's very exclusive and attractive about publicity. You know, if you have those stamps of approval and other people know your name, then a lot of people like buy things based off that person or the buzz that's created or the reputation. A social media following on its own won't, you know, develop the reputation necessarily. I think if you pair it up with publicity and then you have that regular way to to be in touch, then I think that's really powerful together. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. What I've noticed with many of the artists that I follow is that 
it looks like their success is because they have these huge platforms, but really the publicity came first. That they have these big platforms because of all the publicity. So they get featured in Vogue magazine, they get featured in Harper's Bazaar, and they get tagged on those sites and all those followers come over and follow them on Instagram. So it looks like, oh, if you just look at it, like, oh, she has 100,000 Instagram followers. But when you peel back the layers of that onion, sometimes you find out, well, why did that happen? It's because of all the publicity that that artist and many times a publicist has helped her get or him. Right. You know, absolutely. And I also think when people are following someone on Instagram, they go to their Instagram bio. Mm -hmm. And one of the key things that you'll want to mention in your Instagram bio is where you've been featured. And so they're like, wow, this, you know, person has been featured in this place and this place, like I should follow them. Right. So that is, it's really powerful. That's a really good reminder, Selena. In fact, I'm going to have to put a little to do for myself because I don't, I don't think I have a featured in tab on my highlights Mm -hmm. and I know I really should. Yeah. And I also think that, you know, I'm not saying that people need to be pursuing publicity 24 seven. But I think it's great to have, you know, at least like three to five, like key pieces of publicity that you can, you know, promote and share, you know, because once you have that brand name associated with you, you can use it for the lifetime of your business that you've been featured in these places. So I would say that that's like an essential, like foundational element of building your brand. Selena, I feel like we need to back up because I know you're the publicity expert, but I really don't know your backstory. How did you get started in publicity? I got started in publicity because in my mid-20s, I went through a quarter-life crisis and I was clinically depressed. I had trouble getting out of bed in the morning, trouble eating. Things got so bad that my mom flew to New York just to be by my side and to even, you know, join me on the subway and take me to work. Just like I was a schoolgirl, you know, young girl going to school. And I remember saying to a friend, I don't want to keep feeling this way. Do you know someone who can help me? And she introduced me to a life coach. And through that life coach, I got introduced to all of these just different inspirational personalities and experts and authors. And I realized that, you know, when people are struggling and suffering, they're not just looking for information, they're looking for inspiration. And when I would share, you know, the people that really inspired me, a lot of people had no idea who I was. And it was just a reminder to me that, you know, people that have some of the most life-changing messages or products or services, you know, can still be that best kept secret. Their work could be something that, you know, millions of people would be interested in, but others may just not even be aware that they exist. And so I just became really passionate about, you know, developing that skill set to get other people to pay attention to people's messages and, you know, the great work that they were doing out in the world. So that's how I got started. Well, that's a beautiful story. I didn't know that about you. I know that there's probably a lot of people who with the year that we had 2020 and still in who've gone to very dark places who could probably relate to what you're going through or what you did go through and when you were in your 20s. So did you work in a PR firm or you were all from the start? Were you always like your own, like an entrepreneur's? I mean, I I briefly worked in publicity when I was out of college, but as a publicity assistant, I kind of more felt like someone at Dwayne Reed, like putting the, you know, beauty products on the shelf and that kind of thing. But it was something that I had a natural gift for and I refined it over time. So I would say in in many ways, I'm self-taught, but a big part of publicity is just like really understanding people and what's going to get them to stop and pay attention and want to open up, you know, their platform and feature your work. So yeah, it's something that I've been refining over many years and I'm, it's exciting. It's all about understanding people's psychology. 
I love the way you put that. I mean, I, what I'm always telling my clients is that if you want to succeed in business, you have to understand that you always have to keep in mind what's in it for the other person. Yes, yes, exactly. I mean, I get pitched now almost every day for people who want to come on my podcast. Somebody told me yesterday I'm like ranked on listen notes. Have you ever heard of that? Yeah, I have. On the 1.5%. I'm a one percenter top podcast on that site for like 2 million podcasts. So I'm, but I'm getting pitched from people. I don't even know why they're pitching me. It has nothing to do with, with my brand, my message, the type of interviews I have. I would love for you to share with people what are the biggest mistakes you see people making, whether they're pitching outlets or just in general. Yeah. So I think one of the biggest mistakes is people not understanding the outlet they're pitching, right? Yeah. Like I just said. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Right. What kind of guests do they want to feature? What kind of products do they want to feature? Really thinking about what's in it for the other person. So like, let's say you want to pitch a magazine. Well, take time to go through the magazine and see what the different sections are. Maybe they do profiles, you know, local artists, creatives, or entrepreneurs Well, then pitch yourself for a particular profile. Or maybe, you know, they feature different stores or local finds, but just make it feel like it's tailored versus just a mass email, I think would be really huge. I think sometimes we can beat ourselves up like, oh, I didn't get a response back or whatever it is. But sometimes, you know, we're not even taking the time to make sure that we're targeting the right media outlets and also presenting a pitch that could be customized. So a tip I have for people talk to their ideal clients or maybe post in you know communities. It could be a Facebook group where your ideal clients hang out and say, when it comes to XYZ, you know, your topic. So whether it's when it comes to collecting art or you know, when it comes to whatever your topic is, work-life balance, where do you go for you know inspiration, advice, like news, like ideas around this topic, you know? And then people will tell you, like, I listen to this podcast, or you know, I, you know, go to this magazine, or I follow this influencer. Actually, what's really powerful is to ask which media outlets and or influencers that you follow, because I really see influencers as part of the new media um, because they have their own platforms. And then you can create a list based on what your ideal customers are saying are the places where they hang out. One thing that I see that it's a total red flag. I mean, most of this now goes directly to my assistant anyway. We've changed our whole, my whole email. So my inbox, I'm saved by it. But in the past, I would see they didn't even bother to like make everything in the same font. So they would have like this, you know, their template where it clearly they pasted in a couple of things, like the name of my podcast. And it was like, okay, that's a different font than everything else. (laughs) Or they'll pitch me somebody who already was on the podcast. It's like she was just on a month ago. And so things like that, I'm like, huh, they didn't really do their homework. But the truth is, Selena, I rarely take a cold pitch anyway, I pretty much am booking people all the time who are in my network and I have relationships with. And I know you have something to say about building those kinds of relationships with people. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I would say relationships are essential, but I also don't want people to feel the pressure that they need to have a deep relationship with everyone before they send them a pitch. You know, when you think about pitching yourself and getting into the media, it's more of a marathon or a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. 
versus a sprint. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, getting clear on, you know, what are the media outlets that would be ideal for you, but also really considering low hanging fruit. You know, when you look at, you know, the people in your, you know, community, social media community, people that you went to high school or college with, friends, family, do any of them work for the media? Do any of them work for a local newspaper or a TV station or a website? Are they connected in any way to an opportunity where you could get visibility? And I know sometimes, you know, when I ask people this, that they can't think of anyone right away. But, you know, if you actually spend that time, like just kind of scrolling through your social media network, LinkedIn or whatever, or maybe even your phone, you'll start to get ideas of people that either have opportunities for you or are super connectors and could connect you to the right people. You know, one of the things that I heard someone say is when someone receives a pitch, the first thing they see is not the subject line. It's the from line, right? Like, do I know this person? So it's between that and the subject line that are the two key things. So if there is a way to build a relationship and maybe it's even following someone on social media or commenting or sending them a note, maybe it's something that doesn't have to do with your art, but just like building a relationship or having someone introduce you, then that can kind of give you a little bit of a leg up where they feel more familiar with your work. Another thing that I really like to do is sometimes instead of asking for big favors right away, ask for advice. Mm -hmm. And so maybe you're new on your publicity journey and you know someone that works for a TV station or for a magazine that would be perfect for your, you know, artwork to be featured. Maybe you could have a conversation with them and just say, Hey, I wanted to, you know, just run an idea by you, get some input from you because I'm really looking to get publicity. And, you know, I love the magazine that you work for. But I have no idea how to get my foot in the door. Do you have any suggestions for me about what might be the best way for me to, you know, pitch that particular magazine? And I think when, you know, people have an opportunity to give you advice, it kind of in a way elevates them as that person that has advice to give. And it's a conversation versus a direct pitch. And someone may give you insight um, that you can use to then write a more effective pitch to the ultimate decision maker. That's a really good piece of advice. I love that. I think I would respond well to that. I would also say that there are some easy ways to kind of develop a relationship with somebody who is in the media without having to go to a party and meet them or or be that that guy handing out the business cards. Even somebody who leaves me a podcast review or tags me, I see those things. I see those things more than I see the pitches. So if a pitch were to come through and I recognize the name, oh, where did I see that name before? Oh, yeah, she's the one who left me a review or he's the one who reposted it on LinkedIn or she's the one who who sent me the email saying, what a great. I really enjoyed that piece you put together or that interview you had with Selena. I noticed those things and I know other people in the media noticed them as well because those are the things that we get less often than the pitches. Right. Absolutely. Like if someone is, you know, working at a magazine or they have an article they've worked on, there's so much that people put into, you know, their form of artwork. And oftentimes, you know, you release something and you don't really hear much and you wonder, did someone appreciate it? Did it make an impact? And to let someone know that you see them, that you care about what they're doing. I mean, that's going to make them like you, like the idea that people are interested in people that are interested in that and starting that first. So some artists have shared with me, oh, I shared your podcast with my guild or with my art association. Wow, thank you. Like they've done something 
for me, it creates, it's not that it's everything is, has to be so reciprocal, but it does create the feeling that they've given before they asked. Right. It's goodwill. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So how did you overcome your own fears of visibility? Absolutely. So for me, you know, I've always been more comfortable working with people behind the scenes versus, you know, really promoting myself as someone that should be in the spotlight. And I think that artists can relate to this when they feel like, you know, all the focus should be on, you know, their artwork or their painting versus themselves as a brand. And I remember one of my clients had offered me an opportunity to do a video interview, just like we're doing today, Miriam. And she wanted to showcase me to her audience. And, you know, these are all people that could potentially work with me in some way. And I remember feeling really shy because I actually didn't have a lot of experience doing interviews, even though I would set them up and help other people prepare for them. I decided to say yes, because I'm like, well, we'll see what happens. And this, you know, this person's clearly like on my side and wants to support me. And I was really nervous giving the interview. Afterwards, I got a copy of it. And I remember looking at it and I was talking way too fast. I had terrible eye contact. And at the time, I was in a program called Toastmasters, which is about public speaking. And one of the exercises is to listen to, you know, a recording of you speaking and note how many filler words you use. So ums, you knows, and all of that. And I had an intern at the time and she was counting. She had counted up to like 137 filler words. And I was like, okay, we can just stop counting. Clearly, this was a total train wreck, a disaster. I'm not good at this. This is so embarrassing. Can't have anyone see it. And I remember the intern saying, honestly, Selena, I actually think your interview was really good. I think people would like it. I don't think it's as bad as you think. And I was like completely stunned to hear that. And then I thought, what if it's not as bad as I think? Mm -hmm. And I did something which it felt crazy, but I was like, you know, like, let me just share it with my audience. I only had like maybe 200 people on my email list at the time anyways. And, you know, so I put it out there and I got responses and people said they they loved my interview. I came away with a few key lessons I want to share with your listeners who maybe shy away from the spotlight. And number one is that we are our own worst critic. You know, when it comes to things like being seen in publicity, you know, we judge ourselves. Oh, I don't think I look great. I don't know if I sound great or I'm not this and I'm not that. But usually other people are not focused on the things that we are unnecessarily obsessing over. The other big idea is that oftentimes we compare ourselves to other people. We feel like, oh, we should be so eloquent or we should, you know, be like perfect for the camera. But the thing is, we're comparing ourselves to maybe people that had publicity training or they've been in the spotlight and they've been doing it for three years, five years, 10 years, 20 years. And so on day one, when we, you know, have the courage to put ourselves out there in that way, we're not going to be at the same level, right? And the only way to get better is actually through imperfect action. Mm -hmm. So you are not going to be as good on day one as you are, you know, two years later and so forth. But the only way to get better is by doing. The, The last idea is really remembering, like, why are you doing this? So for me, when I was, you know, doing this interview, and even when I do interviews today, it's not because I'm trying to show off or have everyone look at me or, you know, it's not about like how I look. It's about for me, you know, my art, right, or my, you know, gift to the world is how I help people get publicity, right? If my interview added value to someone, if it inspired someone, if it helped them, if it drew them to my work so that I could have, you know, something, a bigger gift to give to them, well, then I did my job, right? And so just kind of putting the pressure off of ourselves needing to be perfect and really like, what's the end goal here? 
That's a really, really great story. And speaking of talking fast, so one of the interviews I did on a podcast, I thought for sure that the podcast host had sped me up because ah. it was like really fast. So I was like, was she like trying to rush through my content? But meanwhile, I'm a fast <laughs> talker. I'm like a New Yorker. I'm a fast talker. I talk fast. And, <laughs> and not everybody is going to love everything about us, which is fine. I don't need everybody to love me. Like art is so subjective. Not everybody loves Picasso. Right. You know, not everybody loves Frida Kahlo. And you do not have to be loved by every single person on every single level. And there's going to be people who are going to love you even more for some of those quirks that you think are your flaws. Yeah, such a good point. I remember like a famous magazine editor speaking at an event once and she kind of tripped up on her words and seemed a bit shy. And I was like, oh my gosh, I love her. And I still remember this like, over a decade later, it just reminded me that she was human. Yeah, I screw up words all the time. I have like an audiological thing. And I had to redo a whole podcast episode because I kept saying the name backwards. I was like, oh no, <laughs> to redo that. All right. So I know you you have some stories to share with me about some of your success people have gotten with working with you with publicity, like how that's changed their careers. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've had a variety of, you know, different creatives, artists, entrepreneurs, and impacting millions from people that write and draw in children's books to, you know, other forms of artists. You know, it's about like really figuring out what are the other, you know, publications and media outlets that their audiences like love and trust and finding ways to get into those publications. A lot of people have said, like, when people have seen them in these publications or media outlets, they're like, wow, I see you as that go-to person, right? I want to work with you. I want to purchase your art. It's kind of like it builds that brand. So that's what people consistently say. And sometimes it's, you know, indirect. Sometimes it's, you know, the brand is built. And then in the future, like maybe, you know, not immediately, but then later down the road, they'll buy something or they'll hire them or, you know, find a way to kind of go deeper with them. It's beautiful. Okay. So I know that you have lucky us for us listeners right now, a free video series to help people get started with publicity that will stretch you to think about what's possible for you to gain visibility with your art. Can you tell us a little bit more about what they'd learn, Selena in this, in these videos? Yeah, absolutely. So once a year, I release my Impacting Millions publicity video series. So there are just three short videos that really outline some of those key steps to start getting publicity and visibility and creating buzz in your industry. And with each video, there is a download. So the first video comes with a download of 200 media outlets, places where you could be featured. The second video comes with a 12-month publicity calendar full of story ideas that you can pitch the media. And the last video comes with a seven-step action plan because it's not enough to just land the publicity. You want to make sure that you're landing the right publicity and also really maximizing it so that more people see it. And so that is going to be released soon. And once you sign up for the video series, one lucky person can win an all expenses paid trip to Puerto Rico. You just have to answer a few simple questions. So I know that, you know, you got the videos that you watch them, but you'll be invited to an exclusive dinner party. And if it's a winner from Miriam's audience, Miriam is going to have to come down for a short to Puerto Rico for that. Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> I may come down even if it's not somebody from my audience. Exactly. Okay, so first of all, I just want you to know, if you're listening to this episode as it goes live, that video series is live today. So this podcast is coming out 
the first day it goes live so you haven't missed a thing and you can sign up for it at shulmanart.com forward slash publicity the link will also be in the show notes don't get into a car accident we're at shulmanart.com forward slash 132 we'll make sure those links are all over the place for you and like selena said if you watch all three videos you'll be entered to win a trip to puerto rico super exciting all right selena do you have any last words for my listeners before we call this podcast complete Yeah, absolutely. So the final thing that I'll say is, you know, I think for all of us, one of the things that is so important is that we're really feeling like we're reaching our full potential, right, in our lives. And I think part of our full potential is really being fully self-expressed. I think a lot of artists are doing that through their art, but another part of full expression is putting yourself out there in a bigger way that you can be found, especially through the media. And I know that it can feel scary and maybe we feel shy, At the same time, the things that scare you as you start to do them and take small baby steps in a safe environment, what becomes frightening before actually becomes second nature. And you just feel so empowered, like you can do anything. And I just think that if you've got something really special to share with the world and, you know, now more than ever with people with COVID and people being at home, they want to beautify their environments with art, right? They are looking to, you know, invest in things that bring them joy. There are more people looking for what you have to offer, but they're not going to know that you exist unless you find ways to proactively put yourself out there. So I just encourage people to really think about, you know, maybe where they're holding themselves back and like think about the small steps that they can take to start being more seen. I love that, Selena. Yeah, we didn't talk a lot about it, but I do talk a lot about it on the podcast. But in case it's your first time listening, artists are doing really well right now. If you are selling in the luxury market, in the high-end market, those people aren't out of work and they are spending less money on travel. They're spending less money on dining out and their home. So they're spending more money on their home. I had a client who made $8,000 last week on her launch and her income has been going increasingly up during the pandemic because people really are looking to invest in artwork and they're not going to know about your art unless you put it out there in the world. So thank you, Selena, so much for inspiring all of the artists who are listening today. To wrap up, I just want to let you know that you can get her free video series, shulmanart.com forward slash publicity. And next week, we have on the author of The Hype Handbook, Michael Shine. So if you're looking to learn more strategies for self-promoting and generating buzz about your art, trust me, you do not want to miss it. Make sure you hit the subscribe or follow button in your podcast app. And if you're feeling extra generous, please leave me a review. We've made it so much easier for you to do that. Just go to ratethispodcast.com forward slash inspire. And if you pop your Instagram handle at the end, I will share your artwork and give you you a shout out over on my IG stories. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for being with me here today. I'll see you the same time, same place next week. Stay inspired. Thank you for listening to the Inspiration Place podcast. Connect with us on Facebook at facebook.com slash shulmanart, on Instagram at shulmanart, and of course on shulmanart.com.